You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one's for Pat. The ball is free. Denver's got it. Touchdown, Denver. Here's your host of Locked On Broncos, NFL analyst Cody Rourke. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Locked On Broncos. I'm your host, Cody Rourke, columnist over at Predominantly Orange and NFL analyst covering the Denver Broncos and the National Football League. You can give me a follow on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL. And today, I got some good news. I'm joined by our newest co-host of Locked On Broncos, Cameron Parker. Cameron, go ahead and introduce yourself to Locked On Broncos audience about who you are and what you do. Well, Cody, first off, thank you very much for having me uh, be a part of the, the Lockdown Broncos team and uh, and for reaching out to me and to, to David as well for reaching out to me. And it's it's just an, it's an enormous blessing and uh, to, to be a part of such a, a really good, you know, buzzing podcast network with Lockdown. And uh, so have the opportunity to not just talk about the NFL, but to also talk about the Denver Broncos, or should I say predominantly Denver Broncos, which brings me to what I do, and I actually do a, a, a writing off to the side with Predominantly Orange as well. You guys can also follow me on Twitter at Cameron Parker PO. But yeah, it's just sports has always been my passion, and especially being a part of the Denver Broncos mostly uh, the last handful of years, it's just it's kind of segued me into this mostly Denver Broncos discussion with a lot of fans. And uh, with it being a Denver Broncos town solely and just Broncos country social media, I should say, uh, which is always fun to discuss with you guys and the fans that's out there, just it, it made it more passionate for me to just uh, continue to pursue just something with the Broncos. And so. Once uh, the opportunity arose, I, I just uh, couldn't pass it up. Well, absolutely. We're so pleased to have you here over here at Lockdown Broncos. Cameron Cameron's going to be a great addition to what we have going for the future of Lockdown Broncos. So on tonight's episode, Cameron and I will be talking about the linebacker position for the Denver Broncos as we approach training camp this Saturday at the UC Health Training Center. Now, to open up the show in segment one, we're going to talk about the Broncos' depth at inside linebacker and how the unit plans to dominate the run game and protect in the passing game. And in our second segment, we're going to analyze the Denver Broncos' pass rushers coming off the edge and what we can expect from guys like Bradley Chubb and Shaquille Barrett. And in our final segment, we're going to take a look around the National Football League for the league's biggest storylines. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. So obviously jumping into segment one, Cameron, you know, looking at the Denver Broncos interior depth at inside linebacker, they got guys of Brandon Marshall. They have Todd Davis, Josie Jewell, a guy I'm very excited about, Zare Anderson and Keyshawn Vieira. He's a rookie that is with the Denver Broncos this year. Let's talk about this group for a second. Now, obviously we got to include Sua Cravens in that conversation because in dime packages, he will serve as a dime linebacker covering slot receivers covering tailbacks out of the backfield or covering athletic tight ends. Tell me about what you pretty much project from Brandon Marshall and even Todd Davis coming back on a three-year extension with the Denver Broncos. What are the expectations at inside linebacker? I think full well, once we get into training camp and look, we'll, we'll be discussing Josie to a little bit later, but I think you were, you're kind of a full on expecting once the, the true official depth chart gets released and, and, you know, come preseason that Brandon Marshall and Todd Davis will end up being your starters. And that should be your expectation because that's been the defense that has been at the forefront for the Denver Broncos the last few years. And so having Brandon Marshall and Todd Davis, 
So it gives continuity still for Brandon Marshall, who is kind of lacking, has been sort of lacking that continuity per se, you know, ever since Danny Trevathan left. And really there was that one full season where we finally got to see all of that come to a head with a terrific linebacker play and both dynamic linebacker play. And so I think for Bronco fans, they should at least expect Brandon Marshall and Todd Davis to lead the group. You know, Marshall is kind of a very interesting guy. He, he is in a lot of ways. He's a dynamic linebacker uh, to the point where he can do a pretty much about as well as any linebacker. I mean, he can cover uh, running backs. He can cover tight ends fairly well. He can assist in the run game. Todd Davis, on the other hand, he's more of your run stopper. Uh, you know, in coverage is a little, little bit of a liability with Todd Davis, uh, but uh, I think that's why the depth in inside linebacker is very beneficial with guys like Josie Jewell, Zaire Anderson, who really is kind of that perfect complement to Todd Davis because they're both run stuffers. And then you got Keishon Bieria, who really is a very interesting candidate of this entire group. He was a late draft pick in the 2018 draft. He came from Washington. He's kind of a tweener, per se. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, we were talking about Sua Cravens, but he's, he's a guy that could be a safety if they wanted to just because of his weight and, and size and just, but he fits that bill of just that that, that really lean linebacker that they've really saw in Danny Trevathan, the guy that really put on a, a decent amount of weight, really kind of assumed that linebacker role and then really just kind of dove right into becoming, quite honestly, a, a key cog of that defense back then. So it's uh, he's kind of a very interesting piece. And so it's, it's, uh, it's in, in all honesty, it's also a position too with the linebacker position. It's honestly a position that has been lacking continuity in so many years. Well, think about it, too. Brett Marshall last year played with a, a very injured rotator cuff on his shoulder. He racked up a lot of tackles, played very tough, and, and Todd Davis was very much more so improved in stopping the run. The Denver Broncos defense as a whole, and I think having guys like Domata Pecco and Derek Wolf on the interior, Shelby Harris, those guys can really help their jobs, obviously. But the Broncos' run defense last year was one of the top in the National Football League. Now, they finished third overall as the top defense in the National Football League behind Jacksonville and Minnesota last year. But Brandon Marshall, we, we kind of got to get back to seeing him being able to cover guys. Now, like you said, Danny Trevathan was that perfect guy to accommodate Brandon Marshall, where Brandon Marshall could focus on stuff in the run, and Danny Trevathan would be the guy that would be split out against a running back, and he'd be covering him. And, and Danny Trevathan really excelled in that. The Denver Broncos are are looking for a guy like that and that's why I think they really had to bring in Sua Cravens he's a safety but he's also a guy that will play dime linebacker for Joe Woods in this defensive scheme he's been a big guy he's picked up the defense already according to Joe Woods he's a guy that's on my radar that will be down on those passing situations in certain nickel and dime packages and also another guy and, and I'll let you take this one here but Josie Jewell he's a guy that is very very underrated he's obviously a big pickup for the Denver Broncos but he is also a guy who excelled in passing coverage. What can Josie Jewell bring to this Denver Broncos offense in 2018? And do you think he's a guy that can sneak onto the field? I, I think he could sneak onto the field in day in day one. That's just because of how smart he is. But you you mentioned Sua Cravens, and the, the the best way I can truly describe Sua Cravens is, in all honesty, the same way. And people are gonna say, "Dude, what are you smoking?" But uh, Sua Cravens, in all honesty, reminds me a little bit of just the Chris Harris effect, not to the same talent and and everything but just he's a guy that can do 
everything. He's a guy that can go inside. He's a guy that, talking about Chris Harris, a guy that can go inside and cover a slot receiver, a guy that can go outside and cover the main receiver. Sua Cravens, to a point, is everything that you want to embody for a Swiss Army defensive player. He's a guy that can come in and be in the box. He's a guy that can cover the running backs. He's a guy that can cover the tight ends. He's a guy that is so athletic to even be even be a part of the safety unit with Justin Simmons and Darian Stewart and uh, and DeMonte Thomas. So it's just, it's just it, it provides an exceptional amount of depth for just one player. And in all honesty, uh, back when I wrote the article of the training camp and, and the Denver Broncos improved, I mentioned that there was really two moves that the Broncos made that just made the entire unit gel. And I keep coming back to, once I finished the article and it was published, to the fact that, well, Sua Cravens was that guy that, in all honesty, just furthers that defense even more because of just how athletic of a freak he is for him to have the ability to cover everybody. But to, but to even to the point of with, with Sua, he's also coming in with a chip on his shoulder. And we, we think back to the years of the Denver Broncos and the players that they've had that have been doubted their entire lives. They consumed that chip on the shoulder mentality. And so basically you saw a team that played with no fear every single day. And, you know, you want that type of mentality, honestly, in any athlete. And so when you have that with Cravens and you mix it in with the fact that he's already starting to gel with not just the defensive group, but the offensive group, the chemistry that he's starting to, uh, starting to have with Emmanuel Sanders already. It's just, it is a good problem to have for the, for the Broncos. And it's, it was, it could end up being a pretty darn good trade uh, for the Broncos. And for Josie Jewell, he's a guy that I've been pounding the table for, for quite some time, even since his Iowa days. You know, there was only two players really. And, and you don't really think about it over the years, you know, because usually during the whole draft process, you start thinking of players that you want on the Denver Broncos roster. But then you start thinking of players that are still in college that you just wish would be Denver Broncos. And there was really only two people that I wish would have been Denver Broncos. And it all came true, to be honest with you, Tim Tebow and Josie <laughs> and Jewell. Josie Jewell. Josie Jewell, <laughs> Josie Jewell was, the, was, that, was that player. And just because he just, I don't know, and, and maybe it's just the, the, the inconsistency factor of Todd Davis. But it, I just feel like people just continue to doubt what Josie Jewell brings to the defensive side of the ball. And look, I, I mean, you've been probably talking about it at Agnazi him but Josie Jewell he's not the most athletic guy in the world no no but he but 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 he has the instincts that are almost near a superhero and that matters that, that matters the most in the NFL having instincts as an inside linebacker right. and I think right. that's important Absolutely. because when Absolutely. I look at the Denver Broncos you know like you said inconsistency with Todd Davis I think Josie Jewell is a guy that could be in on passing situations as well if you want to match him up on the inside with Brandon Marshall and have Sue Cravens play a slot slot corner slot safety it could be something along those lines I I think that would be a huge thing for the Denver Broncos. I'm excited about Josie Jewell. I know we get to see the outlaw this Saturday at UC Health Training Center when the Denver Broncos training cab kicks off. Just ahead here on Lockdown Broncos, Cameron and I will be breaking down the Denver Broncos pass rushers and the outside linebackers as we prepare to head into training camp this weekend. Fellas, let's talk about this for a second. Have you ever had trouble scoring when you're inside the red zone? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed by scoring with Blue Chew today. Now listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. It is the first chewable tablet that has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work and you can take them any time of day 
day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no more in-person doctor's visits. There's no more waiting in the pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly to you, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. So right now, We've got a special offer for our listeners of Lockdown Broncos. When you visit BlueChew.com today, you can get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. All you do is pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Promo code LOCKEDON. Use it today to get in the end zone. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. So obviously jumping into it, you know, I think when we look at the Denver Broncos pass rushing unit, Cameron, I think it's important to note that for a few years, the Denver Broncos have been considered pass rush university. And it all goes back to 2015. Von Miller, Shaquille Barrett, you know, Shane Ray, DeMarcus Ware back then. Now, DeMarcus Ware returns in a role as a pass rushing consultant slash coach for the Denver Broncos, which I think is going to be a huge presence for guys like Shaq Barrett, even Von Miller still at this point. And even guys like Bradley Chubb and Jeff Holland. Now, the question that I have is, who starts opposite of Von Miller? You've obviously got Shaquille Barrett, you've got Bradley Chubb, and you've got guys like Shane Ray, who obviously, you know, we'll talk about him here in just a minute, but you've got these main two guys right now that are in the mix for that outside linebacker pass rush spot. Yeah, and it's it's a really interesting dynamic, and, and it goes back to the fearsome foursome, the, the, the nickname that I coined this group, and who knows what will happen when Shane Ray comes back, because then, then you're starting looking at like a magnificent five, I guess, but no, it's it's a, and you just think back to the years of the Broncos and this, this dynamic pass rush that they've had in the past, and you brought up DeMarcus and I think that that's a point that really a lot of people need to start honing in on. And that's the fact that it is such an underrated move. It may seem pretty prominent once it actually happened, but you start looking at the talent, you start looking at the players, and then you start forgetting about, oh, guys, you know what? DeMarcus Ware is still the head coach with the, was his coach with the Denver Broncos. So it, it, it kind of goes back on the back burner and the fact that, man, DeMarcus Ware is here. And so I think it really is a underrated factor with this pass rush to get guys like Bradley Chubb to potentially be opposite of Von Miller. And I think that ultimately he could end up being opposite of Von Miller. And the beauty of having a NASCAR package is you could throw in guys like a Bradley Chubb or even have a maybe even another NASCAR package with uh, some of the depth that they, they also have with Shaquille Barrett and Jeff Holland, who are fairly identical in size, yeah. talent, relentless ability. I mean, just it, it's, there's just a lot of options. And undrafted. And they're undrafted guys. You're right. Which and is they're strange. undrafted too. So right. thinking about it too, Vance Joseph came out, you know, shortly after minicamp OTAs and said that Bradley Chubb is expected to be the starter. You know, Chris Harris Jr. in his media interviews with Orange and Blue 760 has come out and said that he believes that Bradley Chubb is going to be the guy starting opposite of Von Miller. So that kind of begs my question here. You know, we talk about Bradley Chubb. We talk about Shaquille Barrett. Shaq Barrett stepped up tremendously last year for the Denver Broncos after Shane Ray went down with that injury. Shaq Barrett's more of a run stopper, uh, coin so more so than a pass rusher, but he's got those traits, I think, if it, especially with DeMarcus Ware now coaching and being with him every single day out at practice. Shaquille Barrett can really evolve to be a pass rusher guy as well. Now, let's think about it this way, too. DeMarcus Ware went out in 2015 with a back injury against the Cleveland Browns. You know, stepping up during his injury during that time was Shaquille Barrett, who did get five sacks in his rookie season with the Denver Broncos. Last year, 
You know, against Kansas City Chiefs, the game where Shane Ray returned from injury. Shane Ray was struggling. Shaquille Barrett comes in, gets a strip sack on Alex Smith. You know, he's a guy that is more consistent as a defensive end, especially a guy set in the edge. So I factor in that the Denver Broncos are going to look at the possibility of having Bradley Chubb as a rush guy and Shaquille Barrett as that, you know, contained side defensive end. And also there's a lot of opportunities there to switch those guys too as well, where you have, you know, Bradley Chubb in, in a, you know, three-point stance. Uh, against an offensive tackle, and you have Shaquille Barrett on the outside, edge rushing. You know, I, I, he's got the ability to play in you know, a three technique, a five technique, and then Barrett on the outside. Those guys, I believe, are interchangeable, as well as Jeff Holland. And Jeff Holland has been a guy that, at many camps and OTAs, has surprised a lot of the Denver Broncos coaches and a lot of fans in attendance as well. And that's something I look forward to seeing this Saturday as training camp kicks off. But, you know, Jeff Holland, a guy that is interchangeable with those two guys, I really believe it's important when we talk about the pass rush position. The Denver Broncos have guys. It's not like they're hurting there. I feel like this year they're in a better place compared to last year because last year the Denver Broncos, when Shane Ray got out, they pretty much teams would triple team and double team and chip Von Miller on the edge and he still managed to get 10 sacks. They just didn't have enough production on the other side and so therefore the Broncos defense really struggled with that last year. You know what, combined with that, what role do you see Jeff Holland playing with the Denver Broncos? I think he's going to be a guy that's a rotational guy in certain sub-series. I think he's going to be a big contribution for the Denver Broncos defense this year. He's a guy that is alongside with Josie Jewell, an underrated name that I think people need to really you know hone in on because Holland is a guy that when he was at Auburn, he didn't really step up and shine big time until his senior year. And I think that's perfectly, he hit his, he hit his stride just in time. And now he gets to work with Demarcus Ware, Von Miller, and these guys every day. What about these guys having those interchangeable options? Well, you know, with, with both Shaq Barrett and Jeff Holland, it, it really is like you're having two Kenneth Reeds, you know, to reference uh, a locked on Nuggets player down there, just a Nuggets player. You guys can go check out the Locked On Nuggets with Adam Mares. But yeah, Shaq Barrett, you know, he's a, both Shaq Barrett and Jeff Holland really are kind of like that Kenneth Faree type player of a pass rusher because you throw him in there as a high energy, high energizer bunny to basically be getting to the quarterback. And so both those guys that play so relentless, and we think back to Barrett's 2015 where in particular the sack that he had on Tom Brady, where he just came at Tom Brady and it was there was no bones about it. He was going to hit Tom Brady. He was going to kill Tom Brady. I don't know what was going to happen, but he was a man possessed. But, but he was a man possessed, basically, in in that entire season. Jeff Holland can be that guy. Denver also. needs that. And, Denver needs a guy like and, that. Right, and they absolutely do. And we brought it up again. Jeff Holland went undrafted. You'll read a lot of draft boards back into that draft process of 2008 of this current uh, this current year. Jeff Holland was a projected fourth round draft pick. He went undrafted. He was one of the defensive player or a co-defensive player there. He was up for for that particular award in the SEC. I mean, that is a that is a huge deal that people I think that forget is, you know, this is a guy that was one of the better defense uh, defensive players in the SEC, which is one of the best, if not the best conference in NCAA. Yeah. And one, he went undrafted. One with him too. I really think a lot of that attributes to not having the production in his junior sophomore years that he did actually in his senior year. I, I felt like his senior year, you go back on that Auburn team, we go back and we think about Auburn being this powerhouse team that would compete every year with Alabama. They weren't quite that team for the last couple of seasons, but Jeff Holland was a big bright spot for that team in many different ways. And he was a guy that did get to quarterbacks. He's a guy that really blossomed in his senior year and really... I, 
I, I would say his edge was very, very important. And I think the Denver Broncos coaches noted that, you know, they noticed that. And that was something. And, and let's go back to John Elway's history as a general manager of drafting. His undrafted free agents that he has brought in have been guys that have produced more so than some of his first round picks. And I think this is another exciting guy that we can really talk about this year. And I think we're going to see a lot of Jeff Holland here on the Denver Broncos defense. And he's going to be a guy that's getting to quarterbacks as Seattle Seahawks come to town week one. We look forward to that over here at Locked On Broncos. But uh, coming up here shortly in our final segment of the day, we're going to talk about some of the NFL's biggest storylines around the league today. And be sure to check out the Locked On NBA branch where our Denver partner station, Locked On Nuggets, hosted by Adam Mattis, has you covered with all the latest news on the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, Michael Porter Jr. had his second back surgery at this point. His status is unknown for the season. Adam Mattis has you covered over at the Locked On NBA branch. So obviously diving into some NFL news around the league this week, obviously some sad news Sunday. Former Miami Dolphins head coach and Minnesota Vikings offensive line coach Tony Sperano, he passed away unexpectedly on Sunday. Very, very tragic news when I read this. He coached 34 years between the collegiate level and the National Football League. And more notably, he was a very big pivotal factor in turning the Miami Dolphins organization around following their 1-15 2007 season under Cam Cameron. He came in in 2018 in 2008 he led the team to an 11-5 record, and it was very, very impressive, the, the run they did. They did the Wildcat a lot that year, and all of a sudden, NFL defenses didn't know how to stop it. Unfortunately, he passed away, and the NFL community and all of us over here at Lockdown Broncos, we want to send our thoughts and our prayers to his family and his loved ones. Absolutely tragic news coming out of Minnesota with the passing of Tony Sperano. And also, Cameron, on Sunday, yesterday, you know, the Giants and rookie, you know, we talked about Saquon Barkley quite a bit, obviously in our pre-draft stuff heading up to the NFL draft this year. Him and uh, the Giants came to terms on a four-year, $31 million contract. Now, here's the kicker about this, Cameron. His contract is one of the highest contracts among active NFL running backs right now, and he currently makes more money than Kareem Hunt. And, and really take note of these next two names, Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, if you want to hear more about the rookie deal with Saquon Barkley, you can head on over to Locked On Giants to hear Patricia Trena and Ed Valentine's scoop of the deal. And lastly, the NFL and the NFL Players Association are still at a standstill regarding the NFL's national anthem policy as you know in recent allegations as the week has progressed the development of the Miami Dolphins they issued a statement saying earlier this week that the team could suspend a player for four games if players protest on the field during the anthem so at this point the NFL and the NFLPA are really at a standstill in terms of talking about what they want to do with this situation if it violates players you know legal rights you know and uh, constitutional rights within the realm of football and sport and contracts and everything that's complicated in that nature. But that is your NFL rundown from around the league. You know, one thing, guys, I really want to talk about is I'm very excited to have Cameron here from now on talking with Locked On Broncos, co-host of the show. You know, he's a guy that has a lot of good knowledge in the Denver area, and uh, he's got a lot of great content. So obviously check him out over at Predominantly Orange. And uh, as we get closer to the NFL season, obviously September, 
We're going to be doing our Lockdown Broncos contest giveaway. So Cameron and I have a lot of cool deals that we're going to be doing with you guys over here for the Lockdown Broncos contest giveaway. As soon as September happens, we'll be doing a giveaway every single month over here at Lockdown Broncos. And if you want to enter into every single Lockdown Broncos contest giveaway, head on over to iTunes right now. Leave a five-star review and leave your Twitter handle in the review comments so we know that it's you. And then you'll be entered into every single automatic Lockdown Broncos contest giveaway and we'd like to thank blue chew for sponsoring today's episode of lockdown broncos thank you once again for joining us over here today at lockdown broncos i'm cody work you can follow me on twitter at cody work nfl you can follow cameron on twitter at cameron parker po very excited to have cameron with us here every day give him a follow over there let's get things going we're just days away from the broncos kicking off training camp on saturday at the uc health training center so cameron and i will be back tomorrow for another energetic episode of Locked On Broncos. Drive home safely.